Veterans Day, uh, a beloved tradition on this program is to spend part of Veterans Day hearing firsthand from veterans themselves. And one of the easiest ways to do that, and anybody can do it, is to visit the oral history collection through the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. There is a lengthy collection of interviews with area people who served in our military, served to protect our nation, uh, telling the story of their lives, their time in the service, their experiences in war, their life afterwards as well. And so it is always a treat to welcome back to the program the Director of Oral History at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, Mark DePew, who comes armed with a couple of wonderful clips of some of the veterans he's talked to over the years. Mark, as always, welcome to the program. Great to have you. Well, glad to be here with you, Jim. We're going to talk in just a minute about a couple of upcoming Facebook Live events. Obviously, uh, like uh, pretty much everything else in life, the pandemic has altered how we might otherwise have commemorated things like Veterans Day. But you uh, still are having virtual events uh, to uh, give people some more uh, firsthand insight into uh, the experiences of soldiers, uh, both from our, our more recent conflicts, but also even dating back to the Civil War. We'll talk more about those in a moment. I want to get right into the clips here. So, uh, so Mark, if you would set up the first one for us, this is a veteran you talked to by the name of Terry Knox. Tell me, uh, tell me what Terry's talking about here. Yeah, a couple years ago, I interviewed Terry. He's a uh, Vietnam veteran. I found out about him because there was a picture in the front page of the State Journal Register. He was in Vietnam. Start off, uh, ended up being on a, uh, a light tank as a driver for a light tank, then went home on leave and came back, and they put him in the commissary in the PX. And this is what this clip is going to be talking about, because he has opportunities working in the PX that other soldiers might not have. Here is Terry Knox from the Oral History Collection at the Presidential Library and Museum. I got a hold of some steaks one time, and we had a big cookout. We were all back from the, in, the, in the rear. And we had uh, cooked steaks, and uh, we were going to the M Club one night. Phil Gender and John and I, and Rocky and Milky, and and I noticed that the door on the at the mess hall, the freezer refrigerator box was open. So I went in and looked, and I found a case of steaks. So I took the steaks, and then. Uh, I told the command, or I told Captain Stevens that I got a hold of some steaks from a friend of mine in Quan Tree at the commissary, and wanted to know, want to have a cookout, and uh, let's have a barbecue. And uh, anyway, we had uh, the hooch maids brought in uh, charcoal. They would take find the wood and then, re- and then, so we made we made a pit out of cinder blocks and then put fence over it, and we cooked steaks and then I found some movies or something we were showing some movies on a sheet on the on the uh, headquarters uh, wall on the hooch and captain stevens is cooking steaks and here comes the mess sergeant and uh, he walks up and he goes where'd you get those steaks like that and uh, he looked over at me and he went well he said got them from uh quandry he said oh yeah he said really he goes yeah and I, anyway we he he hawed around that mess sergeant went left, and he turned around and said, Noxy, come here. And he said, where did you get those steaks? I said, a friend of mine in country he goes, Noxy, where did you get those steaks? And I said, from him. <laughs> we had a good night that night. 
you know, it, 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 I love stories like that. And I mean, I know we've all watched MASH and everything. And so we've seen this kind of play out, you know, on, on the screen. Uh, but just to realize that in real life that, yeah, even though these guys are in a very dangerous situation, they're halfway around the world. And yet they're still finding time to, to you know, to have some fun, have some good times, uh, you know, occasionally heist some stakes, whatever you need to do to get through the day. Yeah, and these are the kind of stories that the veterans don't mind telling, the fun stories that make you laugh, just like uh, you and I did just listening to this one. So, <laughs> uh, It's a great piece. Again, it's, it's very representative of what you'll find in the oral history collection of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Our next clip is a longer clip. We don't often play him this long, but I would listen to this guy speak for any length of time. I've interviewed him myself over the years, uh, and Mark, I know you know what a tremendous storyteller he is, and in fact, you're going to be talking more at length with him uh, later on this evening. Right. This is Vincent Speranza. That's a name that an awful lot of people around here know. Vince was with the 101st Airborne. He got to the war a little bit late, so he missed D-Day. He missed the Market Garden campaign, but he was there about November, so he ended up fighting at the Battle of the Bulge, and he has a famous story about uh, beer. But that's not what this one's about. This is about an event that happened before he and all of his buddies shipped to Europe in the first place. So this is uh, Vince Baranza. We'll talk more about him in just a moment, but here he is. And this is actually interesting. This one's done in front of a, an audience because uh, you can hear some of the laughter in the background as uh, Vince Baranza relates this story. The Army uh, used to give us um, spaghetti now and then, what they called spaghetti. <laughs> and And... I used to complain, uh, we were in Fort Benning, Georgia, and I'd say to the guys, uh, if we ever get anywhere near New York, I'll let you taste what real spaghetti tastes like. I said, uh, my mother's uh, spaghetti and so on. And uh, there's 18 men in a stick when you make your jumps. And my stick kept saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just before overseas, we, we were at Camp Upton in New York. And so the guy starts saying, well, all right, Spencer, what about all that uh, bologna that, uh, about tasting real spaghetti? And I said, okay, okay, let me call my mother. So I called my mother. I said, Mom, I can get you at home for just a day. Uh, oh, she said, that's great. Um, and I said, um, by the way, I've been telling the guys I'd let them taste some real spaghetti if we ever got to New York. Could I bring a couple of guys home with me? To, uh, to, she said, oh, sure. How many? I said, 18. <laughs> she said, uh, 18. She said, well, uh, how much time have I got? I said, oh, we, we won't get there for three or four hours. And she said, well, <laughs> she said, plenty, bring them on. Well, when we got to the house, when we got to the house, an 18 guys pilot. My mother had a very small, modest house, but she had that thing set up with tables coming out of the kitchen, of the living room, down through. I, I, I almost thought they was going to get into the bathroom, but uh, fortunately, there, there was enough places without uh, going in there. And we uh, sat down, and what a meal my mother put out. I'm telling you, those guys were all beside themselves. And as she asked me, she said, uh, by the way, do we do wine like we usually do? Uh, by the way, at that time, you know, you had to be 21 to drink. And we were all 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids. And I said, hey, we're going over to fight for the country. We're allowed to give them all wine, too. So we started feeling good. We put on a demonstration jump. From, my sisters were going crazy, 18 nice, young, healthy guys. <laughs> and and we, had, we had a, 
a great time. About the time I was ready to leave, my mother says, when was the last time you boys wrote your mothers a letter? Everybody went. <laughs> Me too. She said, don't move. And she went upstairs and she got a bunch of paper and envelopes. She came back down. She said, all of you, right now, write your mother a letter. And everybody wrote a letter. She said, and you too. Said, okay, ma. <laughs> and and she, she uh, collected them. She didn't trust us. And, and uh, uh, we left. That was the last very pleasant meeting, get together with those 18 guys that we had. And when we got home, when I got home from the war, the saddest moment in my life was when my mother said to me, Vinny, all those nice boys you had here, how, how many of them came back with you? And you know what, I had to answer. I was the only one of those 18 who made it back. Yeah, it, it's such a great story. And then just a, a shot in the gut right there at the end. Wow. Yeah, and that's typical, as you mentioned. I don't know that I've ever had an opportunity to interview somebody who is as skillful a storyteller as Vince is. And boy, does he have stories to tell, one after another. And and you had talked about another opportunity this evening in honor of Veterans Day. I'll be sitting down with Vince and we'll be talking about how his life was changed after his first trip back to Bastogne in 2009, after 65 years. And today he is practically a celebrity. Anytime you go into kind of a military group, he's, he just commands people's attention, and they just soak up these stories he has. So uh, people, if they want to check it out, they can go to the uh, museum's uh, Facebook page. So obviously first go to the museum's page, and then down at the bottom of this new uh, design webpage we got, you'll go to the Facebook link and you'll be able to check out his story. We start at 7 o'clock and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it absolutely will be, uh, you know, and, and Mark, I'm sure you're, you're aware of this. We just reported on, uh, on Vince a few weeks back. He just completed a, a tandem skydiving jump out in California, traveled out there uh, and did that. So, you know, he's still he's just a, an amazing story, an amazing individual. What, 95 now? Am I am I remembering that correctly? Roughly 95 years old? He is 95. That's yeah. the third jump he's taken since uh, 2012 or 2013, I think. <laughs> and one of the things we'll be talking about tonight is his attempts to do a solo jump. And uh, <laughs> that's quite a story in itself. Uh, that, that's going to be a great time. Again, that'll be available on Facebook Live. And presumably, people can't watch it live. It'll be available after the fact as well on the Facebook page. Yeah, they'll be posting it so people can check out a week from now or a month from now if they'd like to. Fantastic. Definitely want to check that out. You have one more Facebook Live event to tell us about, too. Well, on uh, tomorrow at noon, I'll be talking to Mark Floto, who wrote a book about uh, letters that Civil War veterans wrote home. And so he spent a couple years just pouring through all these great letters we've got in the muse- in the library and finding the excerpts and clips out of here and then assemble them, put them together. And so uh, Mark and I will be sitting down at noon tomorrow, another Facebook Live event, and talking about 
how he put all this together and highlighting several of the really great letters that he's found in the process. So we encourage you to find the Presidential Library and Museum's Facebook page. Check out those live events. If you can't watch them live, you can watch them after the fact. And of course, uh, anytime on demand, the vast oral history collection of the Presidential Library and Museum, where you will find interviews with veterans like uh, Vince Barranza and Terry Knox. You'll find politicians like the late Jim Thompson and many other titans of Illinois government and politics. You'll find just a a treasure trove of things there. And Mark Dupuy, where do people find that? www.oralhistory.illinois.gov, and that'll take you right to the page. Mark Dupuy, always making Veterans Day special by helping us to bring these stories to life and uh, and letting us uh, live through the experiences of these American heroes. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thanks for allowing me to share these with you.